Greetings, nerds. This is Seen and Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing very, very well, Sarah, after uh, the joys of technology, but we, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're here. Is that really all you had to say? No, how are you doing tonight? Thank you. Yeah, That's so, courtesy. Yeah, I was glad to get there. Don't worry. I have no big story to tell. No, nope. I only have um, to do one more introduction. Well, technically two. I can't count tonight, apparently. Tonight, we have two guests stopping by to drop some Comic-Con 2018 behind-the-scenes details. Please welcome to the show the founders of a new entertainment website, the series regulars, Reagan and Ariba. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for coming. and. Um, and joining us as we battle technology and figure <laughs> out <laughs> podcasting highs and lows and all of that good stuff. That's the best part, isn't it? Oh, yes. It, oh, yes. It is. The <laughs> trials and the tribulations. <laughs> it's all my fault, too. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Reagan, no. Reagan, Reagan, you've been on the show before. We know we only have one rule. It's always Will's it's fault. It's always my fault. It's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I take yeah. that back. Will yes. did it. He it's, always, my it's always my fault. Yeah. That, that's, that's rule number one for seeing her. It's always Will's fault. <laughs> <laughs> that is the rule. So now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I only have so many details about this, but did you both end up going to San Diego Comic-Con this year? We actually didn't. My uh, brother and sister went, um, but I did not go this year. We only had Sunday badges. So they ended up going and just kind of hung out and checked out the off-sites and then, um, and then all that Reagan talk. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, actually, because Ariba and I both had – neither of us ended up going. We ended up just home and writing so many articles off-site trying to cover it from afar. So that's what we've been doing this weekend, which is less and fun it- than actually going to the convention. But you still yes. have to do the same amount of work, so. Yeah. That's that's what I always perceive happens with the entertainment websites when mm-hmm. when San Diego Comic-Con. It's like you want to be there with the fans because you are a fan, but you also have to cover it and try to get the links and the headlines up real fast. Yeah, for sure. And this was, like, my first year doing this while Comic-Con's going on. So it's actually it was an interesting experience because normally I just go as an attendee, right? I'll go mm-hmm. check it out. So it's, like, interesting to sit here and be like, oh, my God, I have to write this. Because when I'd be in the panels watching them and come out, I'd be like, how did everyone already post all this information? And now I kind of get it. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually, it's interesting that you actually, you kind of get the story out faster if you're not physically there. Yeah. It isn't what you expect. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. It's interesting. I'm like, I don't get how they write so fast. (laughs) I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, the secret. So out of out of everything that came out of Comic Con this year, what for each of you, what was what did you think was the biggest piece of news? Hmm. I think I can yeah. know. I think um, I personally was surprised by how much I loved the Shazam trailer. Yeah. Especially yeah. because yeah. with all of the photos that were coming out from the movie, I was, like, a little iffy on it. I don't know. I didn't have, like, super high hopes, you know, but I love DC. So I'm really glad. Once I watched it, I was like, okay, yes, I'm fully in. Like, this looks so good. And he's so hilarious. Yes. So funny. Uh, no, I I'm right there. Really yeah. Yeah, we were. Right. Yeah, go ahead, Will. Yeah, we, we were just talking about that earlier uh, before we got on is uh, how much we enjoyed the Shazam trailer. I, I didn't know what to expect going into it um because i mean i've seen some of the still shots coming out but uh it yeah it was it was just a very fun trailer and breaking uh, i think a new direction for the dceu for sure. yes definitely which yeah. is needed i mean i love <laughs> dc but this is needed so I'm, I'm glad that they're going kind of more lighthearted now I almost wonder, um, so usually in the past, like when you go to the Warner Brothers panels, like they always have a montage. I don't know if anyone mentioned that like in Twitter and so anything, but they always talk about like, like last year they announced Flash is going to be Flashpoint. We didn't really, I was surprised. I didn't really hear anything about anything that's coming out. They didn't announce anything, right? I was surprised about that. They did like after the fact, um, I mean, they announced, I guess, Chris Klein going to be, was cast as Cicada, but yeah, I saw um, that. 
but uh, and of course we already knew Nora was going to be all all the series just from you know from the end of season yeah. four. So, but yeah, it, yeah, it, it seems like this year the uh, Arrowverse seemed to be understated. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. It was, um, I guess, more underwhelming than past years because I feel like past, I also thought there was like a really big announcement. And I don't know why I thought that they announced it or something. So I was kind of anticipating something like crazy, but I guess it didn't necessarily happen. I don't know. Okay. All right. So um, let's talk about the Arrowverse then, as as Mr. Will said was understated. Yeah. I, I'm I'm lost, Will. Well. <laughs> I was well. I was understated in that earlier, whenever we were doing show prep, you were talking about how you were looking, for example, for some good interviews and stuff from from the show Arrow, and you were really having a hard time finding a lot of cast reactions and everything um, today as you were trying to do prep for for today's show. I mean, I think the I hope I know we're going to break down the, the the trailers here in a moment, but. Um, I mean, honestly, two of the four, well, two of the five trailers really just rehashed, like, their last seasons. Didn't have really any major scenes other than a Supergirl. And, and we can, we can go a little bit further as far as Flash and Arrow here, here in a moment. But, uh, that's, that's what I meant by just kind of understated. So, Reagan had to leave. Um, we're experiencing some technical difficulties and, you know, technology sometimes wins. It does. Yeah. Um, but we are still here with Ariba, and we're going to try to break down some of these trailers for the upcoming fall season um, of TV and that we're shows that we're used to color, um, covering. So we're just going to break those on before we head into Cloak and Dagger territory. So. Ariba, what were your thoughts about the Arrow season seven trailer? Um, it was interesting. Um, I, well, I'm, I think, first of all, the hooded, the hooded person, I think it's Roy, and I feel like they always try to, like, I don't think it's going to be some villain or some secret. So I'm pretty sure that that was my first thought, which I'm sure a lot of people were thinking. Um, and I have to say that the scene when he's in the shower in the prison and the soap dropped, I was like, oh, and the person was behind him. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> but no, it was it was, um, you know, I wish that there was a lot more new footage, but I also know that they haven't really been filming that long. So I guess apart from that, like I thought it was pretty decent. Um, we wouldn't mind it. No, it's it's kind of like their usual season. Yeah sizzle real trailer where it's mainly footage from the first episode but it reminds you where things left off and mm-hmm. the current setup for the first half of the upcoming season so yeah I did it I thought it was cool I could see if I if I didn't watch the show and that came on I would mm-hmm. probably be interested to see yeah, what I was agree. happening because it's yeah. kind of unexpected to see the hero behind mm-hmm. bars yeah, yeah for sure yeah so, yeah and it sounds like he's going to be behind bars for for some time. It's not going to be a, a quick release like uh, Barry Allen was last season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and well, everything's yeah. quick on the Flash. Yeah, true. <laughs> 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 thank you, thank you. We can end the show now. Yeah, drop, mic drop. <laughs> we don't need to go any further. <laughs> Did you guys see that um, Oliver was reading The Count of Monte Cristo? Yes. Yes. I saw that, and then he was, like, marked middays, and I was so excited because I used to love that movie. Um, that was really – I thought that was a really cool thing that they did. I like that. Especially because right now they're teasing that Oliver does something in the season premiere that is reprehensible. Yeah. And will have some major consequences. So it's kind of curious to know what that is, especially considering he's behind bars. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how yeah. much worse can it get? How much worse can it get? Yeah. 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 So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, no, I noticed that and I was like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're looking forward to Arrow Season 7 and the Longbow Hunters. Yeah. Oddly yeah. enough, that those they weren't seen in the trailer, which I think was a smart move. Yeah. Because 
you they the what they did with Diaz last season I really do think was brilliant in that transition that occurred midseason. So I'm glad that they're still holding that back because you know this isn't going to drop until October and it's July. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, see, I think they teased the longbow hunters with the arrows. I don't think it was necessarily Roy that uh, was the one. Oh. Yeah. Mm. That uh, Ooh, was doing that's that. an interesting insight. Yeah. I hate that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess they. Yeah, I, I guess that could be the case because I mean, most people assume it was Roy that they're like, oh yeah, it's him. So that'd be kind of cool if it actually ends up not being Roy, and it is you know, what they were teasing with the longbow hunters. Yeah, that would be a good surprise. Um, kind of like the vigilante survive surprise mm-hmm. where we all thought we knew who it was. And then the yep. unmasking happened mm-hmm. and we're like, Oh, that's how the game is played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Let's head over to central city who, where we got the season five flash trailer flashes back. Yes. Oh, Mr. Will. Yes. Will, Will, Will. Did this, are, are you, are you, have you forgiven them yet for season four? Like, <laughs> where are we? The ring appearing, I forgive them. <laughs> that, that's all <laughs> I need to say. That, that's all I need to say. I don't need to say anything more. That, that, when I saw the ring, I was like, okay, the flash is truly back. And I think we're going to get the full, the traditional red suit that, We've been looking forward to for at least I've been looking forward to for since the series premiered. <laughs> no, I agree. That was my favorite part of the trailer too. I was so excited. I was like, "Yes, finally!" I just hope they do it justice and they don't screw it up. Yeah. And they actually like execute it in a way that will be satisfying for comic book fans and just fans of the show. Well, definitely comic book fans because you know where it's coming from. But yeah, yeah, that was definitely my favorite part too. Guys, a bunch of nerds right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I really wanted to nerd out on you, I could like tell you how like I could nerd explain and talk about how XS is actually the name of, and I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, it, uh, do it. I need is, the history. Uh, Jenny and, and not a, a Nora Allen, which I thought was going to be the head fake actually last season. With uh, Cecile's baby uh, being in a, ended up being like a speedster or something like that or excess, but uh, um, stay on tangent, stay on yeah. tangent. So Jenny, yeah. Ognots? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, who's that? She is Barry's uh, granddaughter. Mm, okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. One of the tornado twins is kids. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was, so again, you know, again, this show just basically takes things from the various iterations of the Flash and just makes it their yeah. own. And sometimes yeah. it works. And sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I, I think that's, that kind of keeps everybody on their toes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to be too directly aligned with the books or else we all know what happens right. or can yeah. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also want, to, to allow geeks like you both to nerd out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that they I think that's one of the things that they kind of do. They're not too bad at kind of balancing between both. Because yeah, then it's not gonna. I mean, it's still fun for comic book fans. I think if anything pops up, but yeah, as long as they don't like totally ultimately screw up the story by like taking it somewhere else, then we're good. Mm-hmm. Us nerds are good with that. <laughs> Oh, you know what, Will? You know what stood out to me in the Flash trailer? You're going to love this. So Iris is wearing that shirt that is the same shirt that Felicity wore last season that oh, I also brought up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what? That's so funny. It's, what shirt? I didn't it's, it's the, it's the, um, the color blocked, like, green and purple. Like, Felicity wore it, I want to say... Sometime after the mid season, mid season of of um, season six, and then a few episodes later on the Flash, Iris is wearing it, and in the trailer she's wearing that same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that I noticed about these shows. That's hilarious. I didn't notice that. I have this like weird 
I don't know why, but this isn't the first time when I've brought up like Felicity's wardrobe and how other characters are wearing bits. Yeah. <laughs> she's like recycle yeah. it. They're just like on the rack. They're like, here you go. Yeah, we, I know we brought up one was a few weeks ago. We were talking about how Grant and uh, Stephen like had the same shirt. Yeah. From yep. yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that's so funny. I didn't even notice. I don't have to pay attention. So in the first season of The Flash, that um, first crossover episode with Felicity, she has that black dress, right? After she, like, gets dressed up to meet them at um, Jenner's. Jenner's, yeah. Um, That dress is actually used on a Vampire Diaries poster, and Caroline Forbes is wearing it. So so what is the cicada cult? This, he's an interesting, uh, he's an interesting villain because his thing is like the lightning bolt daggers. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, uh, that's what he uses. That's like his weapon. And he basically just wants to kill all the people that the Flash has saved, right? I just, I'm, I think I'm yeah. thinking about it, right? Yeah. So that's basically like, he actually just wants to kill anyone that he's ever saved. And he does so with these crazy looking daggers, but yeah. really there's like the flash, uh, flash main light bolt. So here's my thing. So, <laughs> so yeah, obviously we saw the news that Chris Klein was, was cast as yes. Cicada. So that's what I thought was really interesting. Yes. That, that was a very interesting choice. And I just, every, you know, when I saw that, I, all I could see was Oz or, or the, <laughs> You know, American Pie. I, yeah, I, just, I kept thinking American I kept Pie. Thinking, I kept thinking American Pie. So, I mean, I think they did a good job in the trick. Th- actually, I'm glad the day Tommy was. I think it was announced after the trailer, the Sizzle Reel dropped. Because the way the Sizzle Reel, you know, introduced him was very, very good, I thought. Just a very, yeah. very threatening menace that is going to hit Central City. Yeah, just I, I, my first reaction was, um, did a League of Assassins member suddenly head over to Central City yeah. as if it got bored at Star City or something? Sure. <laughs> I mean, Appreciate. seriously, I was like, I was like, I bet those costume pieces are also reused. I'm just gonna be watching and looking to see if I can spot like who's eating what. <laughs> it is. It is a great game to play on this show because it is one universe. So yeah. the clothes should be relatively the same and yeah. they're working with some TV budgets. So. Yeah. Not yeah. literally the same. It's either money's going to have to go to wardrobe or special effects. So what do you think's going on? So yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I agree, Will. I think that the trailer did a good job of setting up the villain. And also leaving a lot of mystery. Um, I am the flash makes or breaks its season with how they treat the villain. And I'm still waiting for them to learn their lesson where they can't have one villain for 22 episodes. So (laughs) if they could just have another villain to feature this year as well, I'm, I'm sure Cicada will be great. Uh, I, I, I like the non-speedsters vil- villains, and I think that they can do some really interesting stuff, especially depending on the secrets that Nora is holding back from her parents. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm wondering if some of her secrets have involved Zia Barton, because when you think back to the crossover last year, um, you know, he knows <laughs> he. I was thinking some dirty secrets. <laughs> no, well, oh, oh, no, you didn't go there. Hey, it could be the case. Oh, wouldn't that be? That wouldn't that be like the uh, you know using one of our other shows, Krypton kind of uh, story arc there, where uh, yeah, Vaughn and and oh gosh, yeah. Well, so I was watching an interview with the cast mm-hmm. at Comic Con and. The interviewer brought up the fact that both, um, what's the name of the guy that I don't like? Ralph. Ralph, Ralph yeah. and Cisco are both oh, single and how they could go after Nora. Oh. <laughs> I was watching that too. I was like, oh, I cannot stand Ralph though. Oh my God. I can't. Yeah. Remember that time when they killed him, Ariba? Yeah. 
And you were probably so happy. (laughs) Can I tell you that yesterday my sister and brother were just chilling outside of the Hard Rock Hotel where the EW party happens and all the people come through. So the cast of The Flash came, but uh, what's his name? Hartley Sawyer. He was just like got out of the car and then he was just so obnoxious. I was watching the video and I was like, I can't, I can't even watch him in like real life on a video. I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. He's just, he's like literally the same. Like I thought I was watching a clip from the flash. Well, (laughs) it was funny. Huh, my suspicion is accurate. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So The Flash is back, and hopefully it lives up to its name in the fifth season. Let's go over to Supergirl Season 4. Guys, I really need you to help me out with this trailer, because I'm so confused. Yeah. There was a Power Ranger. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much. Um, as far as, you know, as I said early on, um, Supergirl was a, was a disappointing trailer. Um, it basically rehashed, um, stuff from before. I mean, I know part of it is I think they've gotten a little bit later start production wise than everyone else. Um, but also, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it had some, it had some moments. Uh, Sarah, I thought of you actually when I saw the news that uh, Sam Witwer was going to be, you know, going to Supergirl. Uh, he is. Yes. What is he playing? Agent Liberty, who actually was per- was um, in the trailer. Oh, that's why he can't be on the showdown. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, I feel like my world just has like aligned and. Now, see, thank you, Will. Now you sold me on this season. <laughs> <laughs> like, now I will be see, I, I, I saved, I saved it for today. I saved it for today. That's why I didn't say it during the week. But, uh, yeah, so, um, but the, but the trailer itself, it, it, it reminded me of, it had, like, echoes of Batman v Superman with some of the xenophobia, you know, talk about the aliens and stuff. I'm like, okay, which, you know, are they, creeping into the DCEU or something or, or what, because, um, a lot of the, um, the way that trailer was sort of playing out was a lot, reminded me of, of Batman v Superman and, uh, some of Batman's feelings towards, um, um, sort of, towards, yeah, aliens. And so, yeah, I was like, okay, what are they trying to do this season? Yeah, so Reba, where are you with Supergirl? I mean, I'm also really interested to see where it's gonna go, given that they don't have Win, and I don't have now. So I'm just like, and I loved Win, so I'm just like, and then uh, he stepped down too. So I'm just, I'm really confused and interested in understanding like what this next season is gonna be like, because I actually have no idea. Like I couldn't even fathom a guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The, the season three finale is, I, I think I, I liked maybe the Flash season finale more than I like that season finale of Supergirl because I got so lost in what was happening. I felt like they wanted yeah. to do way, way, way too much. And, yeah, um, they, they like asked a lot of people. Um, and and now I'm watching the season four preview, and I'm just like, this is repeat. This is a yeah. lot of rehash of things that they've they've done very well. They yes. are really good about doing something that I've never seen done with Superman before, where you really realize that this person is is ostracized and feels like she can't be who she wants to be or who she is on the inside because she is an alien and she is mm-hmm. from a different planet. And that struggle between two, two paths. My problem is there's this show called Krypton that I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And I prefer Krypton over Supergirl now. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's, it's like you almost, I almost feel like I can't enjoy both yeah. um, because when I watch Krypton, 
I will then go and watch Supergirl. And it's like I have a whole different perspective on what they're doing right and wrong on Supergirl. Yeah. But now that Sam Witwer is on Supergirl. (laughs) She's like, that kind of changes my mind. And I'm obsessed with him. So there's that. So I feel like I feel like a happy medium of I still don't know what's going to happen, but I'm very excited. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe it'll take a turn when we least expect it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad to to bring you happy news tonight. Yep. 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 (laughs) And, you know, it's funny that you bring up how you felt it was very Batman v Superman because out of all the trailers that were dropped and all of the news, I'm surprised that we haven't brought this up our, already, but they did announce crossover Batwoman. Yes. And yeah. they teased it really in that Supergirl trailer. Or if I'm, if I'm remembering of the correct trailer. Am I remembering? There's an what awkward if, silence. No, right no. Now. Oh, I know. I know. Or- because <laughs> I know earlier in the week they had the sizzle reel out, but I have to go back and look at it. The see. Heroes and Villains one? Yeah, right? yeah. The Heroes and Villains one earlier in the week, I thought that's where we had Super... Uh, yeah, I yeah. think that might might have been where they, I think they, because they were talking about Batwoman and Gotham. I think yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Yes. That trailer, but it was Supergirl who was interacting mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe that maybe that was yeah, so that was the Supergirl tra- you know trailer that they just decided to just drop before Comic Con because yeah. it was it was the whole era verse. Yeah, and, and black and black lady. Yeah, hmm. that really threw me off. Like, is Black Lightning part of their verse or not? They they mention who do they mention? Vixen and someone else in one of the episodes in the first season. So like, I think they mentioned was it Supergirl? And they, Vixen? Didn't mention, I don't, they did. They did mention Supergirl. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they mentioned the characters. So I think that we can assume so, but I don't know if like I don't think. I don't know if anyone asked or if they talked about it during the panel, if there is going to be. I actually thought that that might be like an announcement they do this year at, at San Diego Comic-Con. I was like, oh, maybe they'll say that like they're officially going to do one. But I don't know yet. I wonder. Yeah. Well, I know I know we're not going to talk about their, their trailer in detail, but I know the Legends of Tomorrow did bring up the fact uh, why, you know, why they're not a part of the, of the crossover. And I know they were basically – I think Katie Watts or, or maybe Brandon Ralph basically said, mm-hmm. well, we're trying to, uh, you know, we're a different show now and trying to you know, establish themselves separate from, from the rest of the Arabverse. Mm-hmm. And also just the, and, and you know, as far as story wise, and of course also the real world issue of just trying to coordinate like yeah. four different shows and, and, and a crossover. Yeah, hmm. for sure. And I think Black Lightning's filmed in Atlanta, so it it, for them to like put together something like that, it's literally two corners. So yeah. it when it does happen, it's definitely going to require a lot of effort on their end. Yeah. So, any thoughts on the Black Lightning season two trailer? Well, again, it was just a re- it was just basically a, a, mm-hmm. a five minute recap of season one. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't think there was anything. I don't think there was anything new. I, I didn't see anything new at all. I didn't notice anything really. Yeah. So. And we. And I, we yeah. I the the one thing I noticed that I I think didn't happen in the first season. I'm pretty sure didn't. I don't recall it. Was the big fight in the school? It did. Remember? Like Tobias in the school. Yeah, Tobias of Black Light. Yeah. Remember, they, remember they had the big showdown? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, that did happen, yeah. Yeah, it happened. Um, I mean, I guess the only, I guess as far as news yeah. that came out of the uh, uh, Comic-Con. Why was, did they uh, move it? Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I think news-wise, the only thing that came out was uh, Painkiller. Uh, yeah. The kid who um, was paralyzed, who was you know, paralyzed due to, from Tobias mm-hmm. and was given all the drugs. <clears throat> Yeah, Khalil. Uh, Khalil, yeah. Uh, I guess he's a, he's been promoted to a series regular, but yeah. Other than that, it really wasn't. Yeah, I think much. that was really it. Yeah, yeah, it was just that he's gonna be play, be playing painkiller and series regular, and I really think yeah, you're right. That was pretty much the gist of like what happened during their panel. 
Is it going to be 13 episodes or 22? Oh, hmm. I saw the number earlier when they when when they were renewed um, and the upfronts, and I want to say it was still a abbreviated season. Hmm. Oh, I, yeah, it looks like um, it is limited episode order. Yeah, or actually, I don't know. This is conflicting, but yeah, I wonder. I think maybe yeah, either I don't know if it's thirteen, maybe sixteen. Huh. It's just interesting that they're still having it um, premiere in October. Yeah. Yeah, especially now that they're only on five nights a week since Supergirl's moving to Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because CW is starting Sundays now, mm-hmm. too. Because they don't have enough space. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, are you guys ready to talk Cloak and Dagger? Yeah. Yes, yes. Let's let's definitely move on to Cloak and Dagger, <laughs> which, which also had a, a, a great weekend at Comic-Con. Yeah, they did. And they got renewed. Is exciting. Very exciting. And spring 2019. But let's talk before we get to season two. You got to just get back yeah, to the floor Yeah, let's talk about stuff. Yeah, so Ariba, why don't you share your overall thoughts on Cloak and Dagger season one? Uh, so when it initially, so I actually watched some of the episodes early. So when I initially saw it, I wasn't sure if I was going to be into it just because I felt like it was a little bit slow to start, at least for me. Um, I felt like it started off a little slow, but now, you know, it's, it's, every episode is pretty interesting. Like, I really liked the most recent one. Um, I th- liked, uh, you know, kind of learning about, like, the last little past and kind of understanding what's going on. Um, and kind of, and I thought the episode where, you know, they're dealing with Ivan and kind of figuring out the depths of, like, the whole situation. So I'm definitely into it now, but in the beginning, I was a little reluctant. I wasn't sure. That if it was just going to, because I felt really slow to me. I don't know if everyone felt like that or not, but um, I do like that the stories are more established. Um, I'm liking that they're finally connecting a little bit more because that was also the case too, right? Like they weren't, they were trying to figure out what was going on. And then now that they are, so I'm, I'm enjoying where the story is going now more than I did when it first started. Right, right. I, I feel like this show just does exposition brilliantly because I, I've, I don't know if I've ever felt like the show was slow. I can see, probably see where you are, you're coming from when you say that. Um, but for me, I feel like every line and every scene has a purpose, even mm-hmm. if you're not sure what that purpose is at that moment mm-hmm. that you're watching it. And I think that there's some brilliance to that and also how, how we're still just focused on these two characters and these mm-hmm. two, these two storylines. And yes, we have Detective O'Reilly, who kind of is this neutral player, but it is still very much about the independent. And notice I say independent journeys of Tyrone and Tandy, because as mm-hmm. much as they are coming together, they're still on their own path. And I respect yep. this show so much for doing that purposely. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's let's get into ghost stories, guys. A lot happened in this episode. A lot of big surprises, but again, they're running full steam ahead to mm-hmm. that finale episode in a few yeah. weeks. So eight years ago is today, and that's how the show opens up. There a lot mm-hmm. of grieving occurring and differences between the grieving processes. Um, Will, what were your thoughts about ghost stories? Ghost stories, um, it was every week, like you said, Sarah, this, this show really does a good job of just really exploring the end of the, each individual story of, of Tandy and Tyrone. And this episode really carried, well, both of their stories forward in so many ways. I think with Ty, with Ty's story in this, uh, not only you know, working to get that justice for his brother, um, and, you know, and actually doing it within the system, not, um, you know, not trying to take just law, the law into his own hands, um, and, and, uh, getting, you know, Connors down, uh, with, with Tandy, um, it was, you know, really, really almost heartbreaking part of her arc because you know she's had this ideal about her father all this time 
And then as we get to the end of the episode, we learn things about Nathan Bowen that uh, really clouds um, that's the story and uh, what we what we anticipated about Pandy's motivations and, and her and her journey and and trying to see justice for her father, you know, as far as what happened to him and, and Roxanne. And, and, and it, you see what happens in that, in that fear, fear vision or fear mem- or memory. And it's just like, well, you know, we, you know, you know, last week we were talking about this and we thought maybe Ivan was the one who had some secrets that were going to mm-hmm. come back and like, you know, maybe he's not the good guy that we, we thought he was, but actually it might be Nathan now. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of twists and turns in this in this, this week's episode that, uh, yeah. again, makes it such a fun watch because it's, it is a very unpredictable show. It was a really good episode. And that last scene with her dad, that was, I was, like, actually feeling so heartbroken for her because it's so crushing to see mm-hmm. that look on her face. And she does such a good job executing that moment, too. It's just, it's it feels really real, and you feel so sorry for this character who has literally just been spending, all, you know, all her efforts and everything, relationships, everything into, you know, finding out what happened. And it's really sad to see that moment unfold the way it does. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why it feels so real is because everyone has that moment, maybe not to that degree of mm-hmm. of realization about your parents, but yeah. you really come of age when you find out some of those dark secrets about who your parents really are outside of being a mom and a father. Mm -hmm. And that realization hits you and it is a a pivotal moment in just growing up. And I think to watch Tandy break down, like Olivia did a great job, but I really appreciated what Aubrey did in the, in those scenes um, because it was such a reversal from mm-hmm. the a previous episode where Tyrone witnesses the death of his brother's friend and finds himself in the church with Tandy and she wants to comfort him and can't. Mm-hmm. And instead in this episode, you see Tyrone following her home mm-hmm. again. He wants to comfort her mm-hmm. and he can't. So he's just there looking out for her and making sure she does go home and doesn't do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's, it's interesting. Um, I didn't anticipate that occurring, um, but I really liked how they, they put it in there and I think it's important and we'll see what happens with Pandy's path, um, based off of this revelation. Uh, because it, it's interesting how she still allowed the lantern to go up in the air. Like she still looked at her mom. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like I I now know who he was. Yeah. But I also that's still my dad. Yeah. And yeah. We still lost him, and there's still a it it it's not it's not black and white what yeah. happens now right. with her and her trying to get redemption for her mm-hmm. father. So it's still complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Very complicated. And in that sense, the show is doing an amazing job with such a like it's a very convoluted complex idea and it's not easy to execute you know like to bring it forth in the story and do it right because the fact that as viewers we can kind of latch on to these certain specific very subtle moments Mm -hmm. um I think that's very difficult to do in a show sometimes but yeah they're doing a great job with it yeah oh yeah yeah like (laughs) the fact that they talk about oh go ahead Will no I was gonna piggyback on you know we were talking about Tandy's difficulties and you know and ideals of parents and, and everything but you know, we also had to think as far as just looking at you know ty's parents and dealing with mm-hmm. his loss their loss eight years ago and how the family dealt with it differently you know you know tandy and her mother even despite the you know spousal abuse they still still you know recognize the loss of of nathan warts and all um as as t- together um whereas in Ty's family it's almost like 
you know, they're doing it separately. I mean, you know, Ty's father, he's like, you know, I'm gonna call the Red Hawks to come and, um, you know, we want the celebration of life. You know, the mother, you know, she just wants to be kind of left alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, you know, whereas, you know, Tandy's family comes, you know, even though she and her mother has, has a golf, they still come together. Ty's family's dealing with it completely differently. And it's mm-hmm. almost like driving them apart. Uh, when they, when they think, when they see this, uh, when they have to, you know, commemorate this event. Yeah, but, so I, I think that makes sense though, because my dad always tells me this, that, um, most, most of the time when, when you lose a child, the parents will get divorced because mm-hmm. they grieve so differently. And so I think maybe what they're trying to do is show the differences between what it's like to lose like a parent versus a child mm-hmm. and how that grieving process maybe is handled a little bit differently. Yeah. 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 Because it's different, different parts of the family. And, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know what I thought was really interesting about the parents is that we finally got verification that Tyrone's mom works for Roxon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. With the badge, yeah. With the badge. I and again, I really like it. All you had to see was the badge and you mm-hmm. knew it wasn't any like, hey guys, I work for Roxon. Yeah. yeah. And we and we you know it's <laughs> funny and we talked when I saw that scene it took me back to the conversations we had about, you know, whether or not she has some connections with the company. And sure enough. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great subtle way of doing it without being obnoxious about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but there was no subtlety this episode with Cloak. No. no. Cloak was there. No. Cloak has arrived and he he got he really did get his justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but un unbeknownst to him it did come at a cost, which we'll get into a little bit later, but you guys, what were your thoughts about that epic scene between Tyrone and Detective Connors? It was creepy. It was like, it's like creepy watching it, but it's just, I, I was just paying attention to his face and how alarmed he was. Cause it's like, I was almost like, is this gonna, you know, is this gonna look weird? Cause he just kind of keeps like popping in and out, but kind of seeing the psychological impact it was taking on him, like I actually really enjoyed watching him get the Jesus scared out of him like that was an entertaining thing to watch because he totally deserved it <laughs> yeah I was thinking the, the exact same thing it, it was it was very eerie creepy but also um, it's funny how Ty you know at first he was very not in control of his powers but to see how mm-hmm. quickly he has mastered certain elements of his powers it was very gratifying in that way, and, and also, especially when he was tormenting Connors in, in, in that scene. Yeah, and um, and he wasn't alone in that scene. He had um, O'Reilly there to back mm-hmm. him up and to help with the setup. I think it's also very interesting that Tyrone has no fear sharing his identity. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. He let that out real quick. He's like, hold up, let me just tell you who I am. <laughs> Let me just show you. But but then I also appreciate how the writers were like, and Riley doesn't care about that because she's from New York City and knows Misty Knight. Yeah, crossover. Okay. Yeah, that's the cage crossover. Why didn't I think of that tie-in before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like such an obvious one, and because they always were referring to how she's from the big city. Yeah. And ah, uh, but yeah, I I like it. Another nice nod, not over the top, not in your face, but just a small, small, small name drop, if you may, um, that could have some potential, and. O'Reilly, this was a a big episode for her because um, she's becoming a very di- three dimensional character as well. Where mm-hmm. we see her continue this fling with another officer on the force, and he's brought into the fold um, as she explains to him what happened with O'Connor's, and he also finds out who Tyrone is, and you know, like any great 
non-essential love interests on a comic book TV show, um, they end up in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> and he's dead. Yeah. And there's that. Yeah, that was that ending. Uh. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. So like, oh, it was also creepy because, like, you see, if you go back, like, right when Connors is, like, giving her a very creepy look, right? Like, it's when they're at the precinct, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, like, almost, like, it's a, you know, it's, like, very, obviously we don't know for sure who did it, but it's a very interesting moment of, like, foreshadowing to what, like, comes next, right? It's just the way he looks at her. Yeah. Very creepy. Yeah. We just, yeah, knew something bad was going to happen, but it's yeah. just, like, it's still that moment, though, when you know, yeah. she's, you know, she goes, because, you know, when you think about the episode, her arc and that relationship arc, they were, you know, had the dynamic of, you know, the, you know, he was the we and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And she was kind of like, well, let's not, you know, <laughs> not rush it so much. And she I wants- just kind of like it where things are. And then, yeah. and then she's finally ready to, to take it to the next level. And then, yeah, that's I mean, it was just so many gut punches in this episode. Yeah, there was. It was a pretty intense emotional episode. You're just like, why? It's just hitting y'all in the feels. Yeah, but we should have saw, we should have like been more aware about it because this isn't the first time that they've done something like this. Yeah. Anybody remember Greg? Oh, yeah. 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 He, he got, he quickly got known as a good guy and then they killed him. Yeah. Well, at least it's the guy characters who are always guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, and whatever happened to that, yeah, Tandy's the first boyfriend. He's just kind of disappeared. He's in jail. He's in jail, yeah. 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 So O'Reilly was interviewing him in a recent episode. Right. Yeah. Right. And he was still bitter about the fact that she's MIA. Uh, that Tandy. Oh, yeah. well, Tandy broke his heart. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not happy about that. Nope, nope. So any any predictions on episode nine or any last minute points about episode eight? Um as far I don't I wonder, you know, there was that se- sequence there with uh with the one of the Red Hawks talking to um Ty about the, the cloak and versus the cape. And I just, oh, yeah. yeah, I just you know, wonder how that's going to, that didn't drop that just for no reason. I mean, you know, we, yeah. we talked about how, you know, Ty's cloak, especially over Tandy, has been very protective mm-hmm. over, you know, just from, you know, from him, her having Billy's hoodie for first, or, or yeah, the oversized hoodie. And, mm-hmm. you know, then of course, a few earlier episodes when they were in the swamp and, you know, we saw the, cloak reach out and, and protect her mm-hmm. uh so you know so we i wonder you know so they're, they're they're continuing to bring that theme up throughout each episode in some form or fashion so okay. uh first you know that, that cloak versus the cape kind of con you know construct um and the only other thing as far as um yeah, interesting notes we uh saw auntie chantil when Young um, Ty was um um after the, the morning after yeah walking mm-hmm. walking home and that was a, to me that was a very short moment but a very powerful moment just thinking fast forward to present day her you know making the little uh, voodoo doll oh, of yeah. him mm-hmm. um so you know she's known something special about this kid for for some time so I mm-hmm. wonder how they're going to you know, just thinking ahead, how they're going to tie those two events eight years ago, present day, and whatever the future is, how they're yeah. going to tie all those things together. Because everything be is, yeah, everything's very deliberate in this show. So, yeah, no, there's always it's definitely, especially after talking with you guys, there's definitely things that are there for a purpose. And I actually was thinking about the cloak cape conversation too because it had been brought up so much. So it'll be interesting. I'm also interested to see. Uh, the aftermath of just how Tandy is going to go forward now. Um, like what, if that will dictate anything, you know, if she'll change anything or what that means for her journey. So 
I'm interested to see if it's something that she tries to ask her mom about, you know, directly or how that's going to work. So I'm definitely looking forward to hopefully learning more about that. Yeah, yeah. We are invested in in it for the long haul. Um, And that's all we have for tonight. So, Ariba, while we still have you, why don't you tell us about um, the new website that you and Reagan co-founded? The Series Regulars. Yes. So the Series Regulars is an entertainment website. So we're doing recaps, reviews, covering news, and it's just, you know, place for us to geek and nerd out um, and also promote positivity. Just have a fun place for people to join us and just talk about what we love doing the most and watching the most and just just a fun place for nerds so yeah um you know we have our website the seriesregulars.com and you can also follow us on twitter at the series regs and check us out it's you know it's been fun we've also had a lot of shadow hunter stuff going on so it's just been a fun place to just you know let loose and do our thing great um that that is awesome it's always it's always nice to be able to create your own place to talk yeah. about these things with friends and other people who either share the same opinions, have different opinions, but yeah. good insights. And this yeah. is why we do this stuff. Yeah. Um, where else can our listeners find you, Ariva? So we're also on Instagram and we're on Snapchat and everything's um, at the series regulars besides our twitter handle which is at the series reg so you can find us on uh, facebook as well so we have pretty much tried to be on every social media platform possible <laughs> so you can find us on all of them and yeah that's about it great great will where can our listeners find you yes you can find me on twitter at will and hope that's w-i-l-l-m-p-o-l-k and you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.